So for our pre-roll today, <laughs> I am going to give you exactly 10 seconds to be as mad at me as you want before you have to calm down. All right? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Go. You should be charged with war crimes. <laughs> um, this was extremely traumatic to me, and I will not rest until I have retribution against you. <laughs> and time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That was way scarier because you weren't yelling. The things you're about to put me, viewers of the film, and listeners of this podcast through, I just really don't have words for it, Carrie Ann. Oh and um, like I said, I will forgive you in time. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get to it. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where I am proud to announce that we have succeeded in filing charges against James Gunn, producers Paul Brooks and Eric Newman, as well as Universal Pictures for Crimes Against Humanity. This was a visual assault, and we are happy to dissect it for you today. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm Carrie! I'm Ross. And this week, I I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'm, a little <laughs> I'm a little worried about my brother. So, guys... We're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. Why the hell Carrie and pick this? You know what? I do know. I was going to say I don't know, but I do know. It's to watch me squirm. <laughs> you are funny when you're angry. Well, I can't wait to make you angry with one of my films next month, but you've got a whole month of films. Welcome to birthday month. Guys, it is Leo season. <laughs> I can feel the energy oozing off of you. That's what they do. The Leos. They ooze. They're oozers. We do. It sounds kind of gross when you put it that way, but yeah, it's true. For my first pick of birthday month, I am subjecting Ross to the 2006 science fiction comedy film, Slither. Let's call it what it is. It's a crime. <laughs> oh my God. It's a crime. I would also like to charge them with negligent spending. <laughs> oh my God. You know they lost $3 million on this film? I'm just saying, have some respect no, for no, the- No, 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 no. Did, uh, did you hear me? They lost $3 million on this war crime. Before we get started, don't forget to go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and and not an ampersand. And don't forget, guys, leave us a review, follow us, like, subscribe, share an episode with your friends. Not this one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. All right. Are you ready? Are you... <laughs> I know you're not ready, but are you as ready as you're going to be? Let's dive into James Gunn for a second. From Universal Pictures comes a film so shocking. Uh, we've got a real problem here. So disgusting. Don't let him in your mouth! It will change the face of horror. They're doing things to people, turning them into some kind of monsters. How's everybody's evening? Good? Good. Something's wrong with me. Slither. Have you ever seen anything like that? Me neither. I watch Animal Planet all the time. 
James Gunn, you know, as the director of wonderful films such as Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Those were great science fiction films. Yeah. What happened here? (laughs) I think this was a first go. I think this was the first attempt at something that... You know, I can't even. I know you I know you're already beside yourself, but like listen to me. This movie is a giant love letter to alien and horror movies from the 80s, okay? You may be wondering, why Slither? Carrie, why do you like this movie? I don't know. It's one of those movies that manages to be a pretty good like alien flick while also being incredibly funny. Yeah, whatever you need to tell yourself. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Sure. I like the practical effects a lot. The makeup is fantastic. Crimes. And I love the performances. The crimes. Oh the crimes God. are fantastic are and you... you love the crimes. True crime. I'm a true crime buff. You know, um James Gunn wrote the screenplay for both the live action Scooby Doo's. That that explains a lot, I guess. He also wrote the screenplay for the 2004 version of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> he wrote Avengers and no, he was a producer for Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. And there's another Suicide Squad coming out. Oh God, no! See, that's what I was getting ready to say. He's um, not everything James Gunn does is fantastic. He's directing and writing that. I guess there's a Guardians of the Galaxy three coming, so I guess we have that to look forward to. Um, dare I say it? We have names? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, we've got a couple of notables here. Like, you know, we love our girl Elizabeth Banks. Oh, yeah, she's Effie Trinket. She was kind of, like, really racist in the Pitch Perfect films, but, like, that's the character, not the actress, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, she just, she kind of brings this Fay Ray demureness to the whole character. Mm-hmm. Very, like, she could have been Andero in any of the Kong films. Exactly. That's what she says. She says that she likens this story to, like, King Kong and Fay Ray or Beauty and the Beast. But yes, you gotta love Aunt, you gotta love Effie though. Yeah, from the, from the Hunger Games. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. That is mahogany. <laughs> it was a reset. Oh God. Oh my God. She's also in that Zach and Miri make a porno. I love that movie. And the forty year old virgin. So here we have Nathan Fillion. I love Nathan Fillion. I have one thing to say. What? I did not like Nathan Fillion at the outset of this film. Really? I've fallen for him now. Uh-huh. Right? I, I honestly thought, guys, have you ever watched Big Mouth? <laughs> you know that in Big Mouth, if you watch it, the character Missy has this preoccupation with Nathan Fillion. I'm assuming it has something to do with Serenity yeah, and Firefly. Absolutely. Um, He's the captain of the Firefly. Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Yes. I've never watched it. But it's, a, it's a good it's a good show. It was robbed, honestly. Like I thought he looked hella weird at the beginning of this, but at the end he was like the hottest. <laughs> like it was weird. It I'm was glad weird. I'm glad you were able to enjoy at least one thing. There were a couple aspects of this movie I enjoyed, and it was literally Nathan Fillion and Jenna Fisher. But like other than that, you guys will know Michael Rooker as the dangerous guy from Dangerous Guy Things. Um, <laughs> he um, it's so true. He's in he's in JFK. He's in Oliver Stone's JFK. I was wondering if you had noticed him. He's one of Jim Garrison's, uh, he's one of the lawyers on Jim Garrison's case. 
and ends up being a bad guy in the end. But imagine that, right? Like, he's also, you also know him uh, as Merle, Merle Dixon from AMC's The Walking Dead. That's it. I couldn't remember his character's name on that show. He's also, he's Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn. (laughs) Just saying. James Gunn and Michael Rooker like to work together. Okay, whatever. He's also in that, he's also in Mississippi Burning. Like, I think Splitly. Splitly? For a split second. Grammar's a construct. (laughs) Well, you mentioned someone just a second ago who is arguably the most famous person in this movie. Mm. Jenna Fisher. Oh, yes. Pam. Like, she, I'm I'm not kidding. She's probably the most famous, and she has a bit role. Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. We all love our dear Pam Beasley Halpert from The Office. Literally, she describes getting this role as a birthday present from James Gunn. They were married at the time. Oh, God, were they? Yeah, they were. Jenna, I'm so sorry. And, like, by the time the movie was getting ready to come out, she was already famous for The Office. So she's the one that went on The Tonight Show to plug it. Not Nathan Fillion, Jenna Fisher. God, she, yeah, she has the bit, the bittest, the bittest. Grammar's a construct. <laughs> the only other face I think worth mentioning here is just because I've seen him in like one other place is Greg Henry. He plays Mayor Jack McReady. <laughs> yeah, but we like to call him Mayor McReady. We will get back to that. And you know, you know that we've talked about being McReady on this show. Uh, Greg Henry was um, the only place I've seen him is he's Quinn Fabray's dad. On Glee. Oh, yeah. The one that kicks her out for being hella pregnant. He's in some uh, Star Treks. In some Star Treks. He's in some Star Treks. He's also in, guess, you guessed it, Guardians of the fucking Galaxy. Because <laughs> he's Peter Quill's grandfather. I forgot about that. Or something. Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, we've said our names. We've mentioned that this film lost $3 million. Listen, I I, I they know. Spent money on it. They spent money on the film. They, they I, I Listen. That money. I'm not going to say that you're stupid if you don't like this film. It just might make me question your taste in comedy, personally. Yeah, this is a comedy. Uh, Like... If you're expecting some grand intellectual extrapolation from this, I highly recommend picking a different episode. Like, I literally just like this movie. That's why we're talking about it. And kind of to make Ross squirm a little bit. Happy birthday month, Carrie. (laughs) I hope you enjoy every minute of it. Okay, so let's talk about our setting. We're in Wheelsy, South Carolina. Wheelsy, South Carolina. And it must be in the western part of South Carolina, too, because mountains. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, South Carolina, it's the sixth craziest state in the Union. Everything is so boring in Wheelsy, South Carolina. The cops are literally testing speed guns on birds. Yeah, I was going to say, the police in Wheelsy have little to do but clock birds. (laughs) So, I mean, I get it. We open on one of our heroes, Bill Party. He's the police chief. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. I'm going to call him Sheriff Purdy. <laughs> That's good. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> and his deputy, Wally, they're just they're just hanging out on the side of the road waiting to catch some poor speeder. Like, I think he's asleep. I think Bill's asleep at the very beginning. Yeah, he is. And, you know, like all great alien movies... We begin with something crashing to Earth. This meteorite comes spinning into orbit and crashes like way in the background behind Bill and Wally. In the woods, deep in the woods. There's something sticky in the meteorite. When it just pops open and all that red glowing goo and then the theme starts.
I'm loving it. Ba 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 ba. I said, wow, this is South Carolina. Yeah, you know, it's a big hunting town. I I would imagine they're close to the Appalachian Mountains. That's what it kind of looks like, right? Yeah. This is it's like it's like the south end of mountain people land. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. It's pretty small town America. Their biggest event every year is deer cheer, which is like a small, tiny little festival (laughs) to kick off deer hunting season. Like the strawberry pie festival. In Tuong Fu. In Tuong Fu. Yeah. It's the biggest thing all year round. <laughs> One of our first background characters that we meet is Mayor Jack McCready. We're going to call him Mayor McCready. Oh, yeah, we sure are. <laughs> and he is a fucking asshole. He's not the most diplomatic of mayors. Like, he's he, he appears to be quite the dick <laughs> when we first meet him. He's got some serious road rage. Get the fuck out of the way, cocksucker. That lady's just standing off to the side. Morning, Mayor. How y'all doing? How does he keep getting elected? I don't know. It's the South. (laughs) 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 Full of people who don't vote in their best interest. (laughs) To any listeners in the South, I'm so sorry. I don't know about you, but the next thing I have is Elizabeth Banks can have me. Elizabeth Banks is portraying our heroine... Miss Starla Grant. When Darwin said fittest, he didn't necessarily mean the strongest or the most intelligent or any one trait. He merely meant those organisms most well suited to their environments. Starla is a high school teacher at Earl Bassett High School. Do you understand that? Is that a reference to... You actually, you mentioned Tremors. Yeah. Earl Bassett is a character in Tremors. That's Fred Ward's character. Yeah. Earl Bassett High School, home of the Cooters. The Earl Bassett High Cooters. Starla is very young, very gorgeous, and very gregarious. She's she's that nice young teacher, you know what I mean? I said she was the Celia Foote of Wheelsy. She does come from like a white trash background, doesn't she? She certainly has no Johnny Foote on her arm. Yeah, her husband, his name is Grant... Grant. I'm not making that up. Grant, first name, last name, Grant. Grant, Grant. There's got to be something in here I can pluck my eyes out with. (laughs) Grant is very controlling, very toxic. He's really possessive of Starla. Michael Rooker makes me uncomfy in everything. That's his wheelhouse. That's his wheelhouse. I also wrote, Nathan Fillion is not cute. (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. I feel different by the end of it. (laughs) Anyway, back to Stella and uh, Grant. Grant. Starla. Stella. I said Stella. Back to Starla and Grant Grant. Starla kind of made do with what she had in small town USA. She didn't come from a great background. She didn't have very many choices when she was growing up. And Grant seems very possessive. Yeah. Grant kind of scooped her up right out of high school and he had a good job and everything. It's one of the oldest stories in the book. And now they're in this really uncomfortable, toxic marriage. The first time we see him, she's talking to some other teacher, who's played by James Gunn, by the way. He put himself in his own movie. If I had known that before this, (laughs) I would have written bad things. (laughs) He's teaching environmental studies. He's gonna borrow one of my lesson plans. Oh, I know what he wants to borrow. And I ain't lending him. And Grant comes up to them and he's like, uh, yeah, don't don't be talking to my wife. <laughs> like, he just pulls Starla away. Toxic. Grant doesn't respect her at all. He just likes having a hot young wife. You know what I mean? I mean, she gets into bed, curlers and everything. And he's immediately trying to have a go. <laughs> 
And she's like, you know what? I'm just I'm just not in the mood for it tonight, Grant. And Grant's like, I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just gonna like fondle you regardless. Why don't you just you know, work one out for yourself there? <laughs> oh, honey, I'm just not in the mood. Can't you tell? When the hell are you in the mood anyway? And finally she gets the message through his head, and you know, he's he's hurt. You know, he's he's offended. His um, little wee wee. It, it, it's so it's so small. <laughs> I bet it's the tiniest peen. Like oh my God. I, I just these men, you know, they get mad and they go to the bar and yeah. they drown their brains in corn booze. The crying game. <laughs> oh my God! Grant gets his pants on and he goes to the local watering hole and there is a woman singing karaoke like she is in front of a firing squad. Cue it up, Carrie Ann. <laughs> I know all there is to know about the crying game. I've had my share of the crying game. It's so bad, and she's white knuckle gripping the mic and staring unblinkingly into the light. This is the hardest thing she's done in a long time. <laughs> I'm proud of her. Yeah. Whoever I, she is. Whoever she might be. We love that extra. Grant's on his like third or fourth beer, and this woman comes. <laughs> she just comes leering out of the middle of the bar. <laughs> She, her name is Brenda. No, she, no, I just love the way they're not saying anything to each other. And she gets right up to him and she goes, Megan Thompson's little sister. Like, he didn't even have to ask the question. And he's like, Brenda. I can't qualify this at all, but somehow I know Brenda works at the gas station. Probably. <laughs> like, just the one gas station that's in Wheelsy. She mans the counter. And she lets loose to him that, you know, she's always had a crush on him. My sister Megan, she was a big fat old cow, and I'd be thinking, what's he seeing her that ain't me? <laughs> Come on now. You couldn't have been more than 10 or 11. Hell, that was game. <laughs> <laughs> I was so game, and I'm like, that's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, and Grant thinks it's funny. Yeah, like, I hate she these people. Says, Hell, I was game, and I'm like, ew. <laughs> So, the moment you made me think of rape, your funny was dead. Exactly. <laughs> they're flirting, they're drinking, and they leave the bar and go for a drunken walk in the woods. And, like, here's the one thing. Yeah, they do. They go deep into the woods because Brenda wants to show fucking, what, Grant. Grant, Grant. <laughs> wants to show Grant this place on this tree where she'd carve their initials into a heart. They start necking. <laughs> and I, this is the one thing I will say about Grant. He stops it. He does. He does. He stops it because he's like, I got a Starla to get home to. And I'm like, oh, well, Grant. <laughs> Believe me, this is the high point for Grant. This was his first and last human moment. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Just saying. So they're walking away from the tree back to the road, and he sees the remains of the meteorite. Yep. And he follows this sticky, shiny trail of slime. I wrote, oh, God, something crawled off. <laughs> Don't follow it, you fucking moron. <laughs> they find a slug. It does. It looks like a big, flat slug. It looks like one of those pillows that never gets warm. Yeah, And it's yeah. just, it's translucent. Grant, like, gets down, like, leans in to look at it, like, what the hell is this? I have a host. <laughs> ah! 
What the fuck? God That slug opens up and this little pointy... A barb. It's a barb. Yes, that's the word. Thank you. I didn't have the word. A barb pokes out of it and it shoots into Grant's abdomen. And we see through x-ray. Oh, yeah. Through x-ray vision. um, Him writhe on the ground, but we can see whatever's in this barb, this parasite whatever, uh, travel up his spine and into his brain. Are you already bothered? Yes, Carrie. (laughs) I've been bothered this whole week. I know. I'm so sorry. You're not. Anyway. From here on out, Grant is not 100% Grant anymore. Guess the slug did its job. Um... I wrote, don't drive on the grass. <laughs> he drives that truck into his lawn Well, that when he gets back to the house. That brain worm's probably never driven a car before. He gets into that fridge, opens that meat drawer, and goes, meat. That will be his catchphrase for the rest of the film. Meat. Meat. He just starts scooping it up in his arms. Because he's going to eat all of it. All of it. All that raw meat. Starla wakes up the next morning and decides she was tough on Grant. Mm -hmm. So she decides to go make it up to him by putting on a little white slip and putting on their song and doing a strip tease for him. And I'm already dry heaving. He's got this gnarly rash. Oh, God. Yeah. The whole the parasite is starting to physically alter his body Mm -hmm. and it will only get worse from here. What's this? Grant's not really Grant anymore. It's not apparent, but he has to look at a photo to identify who she is. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't know she's his wife at first. And they start getting busy. And again, frankly, this is the grossest thing about the whole movie for me. But Starla even realizes that Grant is different. She's that, pleased. That cheesy song in the background. She is sexually pleased that morning. Oh, God. It, she's in the teacher's lounge later telling another teacher about it. I just, this is so, this is such a South slash Midwest thing. <laughs> like, it's like a woman tells another person about having sex with her husband. And they're just, oh, you slut. <laughs> This is the man she's married to, and they had sex. Yeah, I know, and that makes sense. This hardly qualifies as whorism or sluttiness. (laughs) And we don't slut shame on this podcast. They do in the South and the Midwest. I know, I know. Grant, I had a good morning, and it's been a while. (laughs) Ooh, you slut. Oh, no, it was like... It was like he was discovering all these different parts of my body. You know, like like a little boy or something. Ew, when she said, he's discovering all these parts of my body? Like a little boy or something. And I'm like, what is with <laughs> the pedophilic dialogue? I don't know. Uh. Grant's going through changes all right, but it has nothing to do with her body. Like we said, he's developed an insatiable appetite for meat, animal flesh. He's at the deli. Oh my God, yeah. He's at the deli and he's like, you know what? Give me 80 of your prime ribs. No, like, maybe like 10. 14. <laughs> he can't decide. He gets all the way home, and the bed of his truck is full of meat. I'm the same way with ice cream. <laughs> you just you just go to the dairy counter, and you're like, meat. Meat. Meat, meat. <laughs> He's also started building a nest in their basement. I said he built a nest? Yeah, he put, like, all of these leaves and yard waste down there, and he's, like, rolling around in it like he's trying to get comfortable. 
I think he explains his chest wound to her as just a little bug bite. Yeah, like that's a repeated line. It's like, it's just a bee sting. It's just a little bug bite. Like, no, it's not. It's a parasitic entrance wound. He puts a lock on the basement door so Starla can't go down there. Grant, what's this lock doing on the door? Baby, you drilled right into the frame. It's all busted up. <laughs> Sugar foe. You really think you should be asking so many questions when it's so close to your birthday? My birthday is not for two months. That's close. Not really. Matter of opinion. Um, that's not sus at all. <laughs> no. In, in my opinion. Starla, he's like, now, Sugar Plum, aren't you getting awful nosy so close to your birthday? You, goes, you really think you should be asking so many questions? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She does not ask enough follow-up questions. So one night, Grant and Starla are getting ready to go to deer cheer. And Grant is grappling with this physiological need to impregnate Starla. And and it's the space worm that's making him do this. Mm -hmm. But, like, he just, he wants a piece of Starla. And she's in the shower getting ready. And, you know, typical horror movie shower scene, right? She's naked. It's only fogged up to past her ass. Yeah, no. And she's got her back turned. (laughs) (laughs) And he's approaching her. And Ross, I'm sorry. I know this is tough for you. No, I'm checking out. You go ahead. Grant approaches the shower. And these two tubules with points on them Ah! crawl out of Grant's shirt. And, like, they're sticky and they're dripping. They look a little phallic. (laughs) Starla turns around and she's like, the hell are you doing? And, like, he covers up. What are you doing? Nothing. I gotta gotta go to work. I I left something at work. What? Grant, dear cheer starts in about an hour and you promised me. Gotta go. Gotta go to work. I'll meet you there. He just leaves the house. He pieces out. Yucketh and yikes, my friend. (laughs) Ross, let's talk about deer cheer for a second. Like we said at the top, it is a celebration to kick off the beginning of deer hunting season. Yeah, it is just exactly where you think it is. It's in the bar. It's in the bar. Everybody's dancing. Square dancing. Line Yeah. Square and line dancing. Geometry dancing, as I like to call it. (laughs) The whole freaking town is there. Yeah, this is really like a whole town type of thing. They put on their good cowboy boots and their bolo ties. Let's go murder some fauna. This is where we finally get some quality time with our hero, Bill Purdy. Bill Uh, Purdy? Bill Purdy, that's right. You mean Chief Bill Purdy? (laughs) He's young and gorgeous, and he minds his own business. He's pretty good people. Like, he just does his job, and he doesn't bother anybody. They're having a, he's having a drink with Wally, and Wally's teasing him about the fact that Bill has always carried a torch for Starla. Are you talking about the tense scene on the balcony? Starla goes out onto the balcony of the bar, and he follows her out there, and he's making just dumb, nervous small talk with her. Oh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, on the promotion. Thank you. Chief. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds weird, doesn't it? No, sounds nice. They're very friendly. It's a small town, but there's always this ambiguous eye contact between them where you wonder if Starla likes him too, even though she's married to Grant. All right, now we got to figure out what happened to Grant after he left the house. And, and, And again, Ross is putting his head against the wall. 
He's upset that we have to talk about this. I just, I can't wait till we get to the bottom. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry what? about your ears. Why did you scream? Because I didn't want you to say it. Grant shows up at Brenda's door. Remember gas station girl from the bar? Always had a crush on him. She's watching the Toxic Avenger on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He goes into her house, and just by the look of it, you can tell it smells like cat piss. Probably, yeah. I know. I don't see a single cat, but I bet they're all locked in a bedroom somewhere. <laughs> Why does it smell like cat pee, but I don't see a single cat? <laughs> this whole next sequence where he starts seducing her is spliced with Mayor McCready's countdown to the start of deer season. He's talking about men having dominion over everything and let the hunt begin and all this shit. Now, I believe when God said that, he was thinking of deer season and wheels and how much damn fun it is to shoot a buck or two! Mayor McReady is one of those full of shit evangelicals, <laughs> you know? He does kind of have that televangelist vibe to him. He's just South Carolina's Palin, like, the, in my opinion. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> when he gets to one, Grant rips open his shirt, and the entrance wound where the space worm went in has mutated. And those tentacles come back out, and they enter through Brenda's belly button and start filling her abdomen up with something. Ew! I know, I know. I did click around on the DVD a lot after I finished watching the movie, and I watched some fascinating footage about how they layer the effects and make it... I won't say real, but look pretty decent for 2006. Like, the part that actually gets penetrated is a fake abdomen, and then, like, they film it going through the fake abdomen, and then they lay the real shot back over it. Wow, that seems like a lot of work. Oh, no. Some of... Michael Rooker, his makeup at times was so complicated... The longest time he spent in a makeup chair was 18 hours. That's like <laughs> that's like six Mrs. Doubtfires. Oh. <laughs> Poor man. Oh, my God. He takes Brenda and chains her up in an abandoned barn and starts bringing her raw meat to eat because now she has the same voracious hunger as Grant. This is about the time that Bill and Wally come up to Starla's to ask about Brenda because she's gone missing. She's been missing for a few days. Girl disappeared Friday night. Signs of a struggle in the house. Here in town? Yeah, the thing is, people saw Grant going into her house and that's the last anyone seen of her. It must have been someone that looks like Grant. Yeah, maybe. And Bill's just like, yeah, yeah, you know what? It's probably nothing. And they just leave. They give Starla their card and they just leave. Mm -hmm. By now, Starla knows some weird shit is up. So she takes a baseball bat and busts the lock on the basement door and creeps down there. We find a basement full of dead things. It's full of animal remains. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. Oh, God, the smell. Yeah, I can't imagine. She probably thought she was going to find Brenda. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. 
no. Uh, this woman is missing. My husband was the last person to see her alive. But no, he's just been dismembering animals in the basement. That's all. He's been kidnapping the neighborhood pets. Talk about let the hunt begin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Gavin was sitting next to me on the couch, and he turns to me, and he goes, well, it looks a mess, but look, the carcasses have labels. He And it's true. He's written, like, the animal names on little tags and hung them next to each other. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Starla's leaving a message for Bill to come back when Grant shows up looking a mess. Mm -hmm. The space worm is really starting to mutate his body. He grabs her around the neck and his arm becomes this noodly appendage. Mm -mm -mm. That's not CGI. That's real. It's a real noodly appendage. (laughs) What? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's like a foam. It's like a foam. That's computerized. No, it's not. He whips it back. Okay, fine. No, when he does that, that's computer animation. But when he's got it wrapped around Starla's neck like he's trying to strangle her. I want James Gunn prosecuted. (laughs) Bill and his posse of deputies return and they see Grant on top of Starla and Bill points the gun at him. the fuck was that? And Grant just runs off with his appendage. Stop. <laughs> Bill is so stunned. He's just staring at him. He goes, what the fuck was that? Yeah. That's why I like Bill. Some other alien movie heroes would have been like, after him. And Bill's just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> then we get a title card. Three days later. later. <laughs> There's a manhunt out for Grant. And Mayor McReady is in Bill's police station, wondering why they haven't found Grant yet. Mm -hmm. Morning, Jack. We need to find this Grant. I mean, yesterday, town council lit a Roman candle, stuck it up my ass. Jack, your leisure activities ain't my business. Hey, don't you fuck with me, Bill. Your post here as chief is in dire straits. Nobody wants to go hunting in a town with a pet murdering kidnapper in it. Well, find him, Jack. In many places you can hide, it looks like a damn squid. SeaWorld, maybe. I'm just saying the mayor's way too involved the entire way through. Hey, everybody's on his ass. They're like, hey, we're scared. There's literally a giant squid man out there (laughs) abducting our cows. Giant squid man. She heard you say squid. She's going to go out and create a goddamn hysteria. Shelby, you going to create a hysteria? Not today, Bill. Let's talk about Shelby for a hot second. Pam. She runs the police dispatch at the station, and she is played by who, Ross? Janet Fisher. Shelby's role in this movie is so small, but much beloved to me personally, because she's just not phased by anything. We'll see police department. This is Shelby. (laughs) You almost want her to click it on and go, Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. (laughs) They're doing this little debrief in the station. Bill's got a map with Grant's sightings marked on it, and they've used squid stickers. Oh, God. (laughs) For the Grant sightings. Not to mention the stuffed squid that they want to take door to door to see if anybody can recognize it. (laughs) Like it's a police sketch. Yeah. Or like it's one of those dolls they use in court. They are Mayberry soft, guys. They Nothing happens here. So they don't really think it's that big of a deal right now. They agree they saw some weird stuff that night, but they don't really know what they saw for sure. Ha ha fucking ha. Oh my God. One of the farms they talk about, it's the Castavet farm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's a reference to? No. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, is that her last name? No, it's the neighbors who live next door. Oh, I don't know Rosemary's baby. They think that based on Grant's pattern, they know which farm he's going to hit next. (laughs) So they get a posse together for a stakeout. Bill, I heard you're going to get Grant. Yeah, we, uh... I think I should go with you. Well, go, honey, no. 
No. Bill, you uh, need look, to I let ain't me well met on police procedure, but I'm sure there's a heap of no, regulations against fault. taking a civilian on a stakeout. Coming, this is my fault. It ain't your fault he tried to kill you. He had all those physical symptoms. He was acting Starlet, peculiar. Thank you. I was just trying to pretend you, that it Starlet. wasn't I happening, the offer, Bill. But I can't. If that girl's still out there, how are you gonna find her? How unless you bring Grant back alive? Not a good idea. <laughs> Not a good idea, Officer Purdy. So on this stakeout, we've got what? We've got Purdy, Starla, Wally. Margaret. Oh, yeah. Officer Margaret. Yeah. She's the one female police officer. And then there's... uh, Mayor McCready's here for some reason. Yeah, the mayor comes on the stakeout. Like, what is that about? And then some other guy in a hat. I don't know. A black guy. Yeah, no, yeah. some res- some town residents. Like, they literally formed a posse. Loading loading up the weapons. It's very Murica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very Murica. We're bringing a lot of firepower. And we, we you know, we mentioned the grenade. Yes. They, they mentioned it very explicitly. Chekhov's grenade. And I'm like, ooh, that, I said, well, that grenade's coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this farm they're going to stake out is owned by the Strutmeyers. We've got mom, dad, little twin daughters, and teenage Kylie, who is predictably over small town existence. Foreign stuff is classy, dad, if you knew something. <laughs> yeah, she's got these fancy nails mm-hmm. that her Japanese friend at school painted for her. Kylie, what did you do to your fingers? Carry Kashimi down them. She's Japanese. Yeah? Looks more like that Pokemon's dumb to me. <laughs> <laughs> Foreign stuff is classy if you knew something. And I'm like, hmm, foreign stuff is classy, huh? Just wait. <laughs> just, just wait. Just wait. Boy, do we have something foreign for you. <laughs> this is where I wrote, why is the mayor in this stakeout? <laughs> They're pulling up to the house and Mayor McCready gets out of the car and he's waving at Mr. Strutmeyer. Hey, Otis! <laughs> this turns out to be a mountain lion. We're going to look like a bunch of damn idiots. <laughs> so, like, the Strutmeyer's animals... They've been getting taken. Yeah, Grant's been picking off cows from farms along the edge of town. So they're just going to, you know, they're going to sit out there and see if he comes back. So, I do like Bill empowering Starla throughout. Yeah. Yeah, Bill gives her some, I think, positive um, masculine validation. Oh, for God's sake, she needs it. Mm-hmm. She needs to not be controlled and talked down to and disrespected all the time. This was when Nathan Fillion poked through the wall uh-huh. and stared at me and went, hey. I'm here. I'm not complete without value, am I? And I'm like, no, no, you're not. Bill and Starla are sitting next to each other next to the fence. And this is where we get a tiny bit of backstory on their friendship. Hmm. They've known each other since they were teenagers. Starla had big dreams of going off to Hollywood and Mm -hmm. being a star. And she wanted Bill to come with her and be her bodyguard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she knew I was in the ROTC. So she says she needs a bodyguard and invites me to come along. And I said, Starla. If there's anyone could take care of herself, I think it's you. I'm going to have to decline. <laughs> the point is, is that Bill has always been looking out for Starla. It kind of makes me think he should have been a little louder when she announced she was marrying a man 15 years older than her right out of high school. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe he was on vacation that week. McReady sees it first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's lighting a cigarette, mm-hmm. and he stands up, the cigarette's shaking in his mouth. Just the moonlight on his wide eyes. <laughs> we see something. You know what? I'm going to let you do the descriptions. <laughs> you go on. I don't want you to choke on it. I can't. Go on. <laughs> the mayor's the first. The mayor. I can't do I'm it. Sorry. If I can't do it if you heavy breathe into the mic. Go on. I'm so sorry. Grant is in even worse shape after three days. Yikes. He has sprouted 
multiple tentacles. Yucketh. His legs have vanished. He's pretty much just slugging along at he this has, point. He has weird shelves of hair. Yeah, he has weird little patches of hair on his otherwise slimy body. He looks like a tumor with teeth. You know those tumors that they extract with teeth and hair? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh it's so gross. <laughs> One of those deputies sees him coming up the pasture, and he says, He looks like something that fell off my dick during the war. When I tell you I howl, yeah, <laughs> he's so terrified. Like something that fell off my dick during the war. Starla runs out into the pasture as Grant is dragging this poor fluffy cow away. We're just here to take you to get some help. Right now. And I'm going to stay by you, just like I swore I would, for better or worse. Much fucking worse. And she is like in sickness and in health, baby. Yeah, I said, marriage? You're using marriage? And like Wally's like, what are we going to do now? The cuffs ain't even going to fit him. And I'm like, really? No one is ready. No one is McReady except McReady. Like everyone is just like, wow, that's weird. And then McGrady's like, Jesus, what the fuck? (laughs) This one deputy, that poor bastard in the hat that you mentioned earlier, he gets out into the pasture and he points the gun at Grant and he says, tell us where the girl is or I'll shoot. Now you can make this peaceful or you can make it hard. And Grant takes one tentacle and thwacks that deputy. He looks fine. He sliced that fucker in half. Yeah, his body just slowly starts to come apart. Guys, get ready for it. He slithers away. (laughs) I would fire you, but you're already having a tough recording. I quit. Oh my God. I honestly quit. (laughs) Yeah, Starla screams and Bill fires at Grant and he just... Ah! He just he just scampers away in the grass. It's so fast. Yikes and yucketh, my friends. Oh man. Okay, um, I will be checking out for the next bit. <laughs> you will be dissociating. I'm making I will be in the corner over here. You'll hear me making noises probably like, as you're talking about this. So guys, I will be back. Um enjoy Carrie Ann explaining this next scene to you. Okay, bye-bye. Listen, I know I'm giving him a lot of shit, but this part is particularly disturbing. So buckle up, sit down, maybe get yourself a cold drink first. The posse follows Grant to this abandoned barn, the one where he tied Brenda up. So they throw open the door, and there's Brenda. Brenda does not look like Brenda anymore. No! Much like Grant, she has also gone through some physiological changes. (laughs) Brenda has eaten herself into a, uh, the only way to describe it is that she looks like a big water balloon. She looks like Violet Beauregard. She does. Think about Violet Beauregard if they had never squeezed the juice out of her. She would have just kept growing. And now Brenda fills up the entire barn. How's my boy, Bill? Is he all right? Boy's fine, Brenda. Uh... So, what's going on here, exactly? I'm so fucking hungry, Bill. I'm so hungry. I never knew anyone could be so hungry. I love Bill. He's trying not to freak Brenda out. He's like, so, 
what's going on here? (laughs) What's going on here, Brenda? Brenda is still growing in front of them. And she starts moaning. (laughs) Why is she doing that? Yeah, why? (laughs) All the deputies are like, no, 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 no. Why is she doing that? And like Starla starts seeing Brenda split open on the sides. And Bill sees Grant out the window and he realizes that Grant led them here. Bill. Oh, the bastard led us here. Brenda literally explodes, and thousands of these red slug things come pouring out of her, and they start overwhelming the posse. It's like a wave. It's like a wave of tiny little parasites. The slugs are overwhelming the posse and trying to crawl into their mouth. What kind of thing wants you to eat it? <laughs> yeah, I Ma- can think of a few things. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Mayor McCready's acting, asking the right questions. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So and they get swarmed. Immediately, we've got three deputies with slugs down their throats, and the rest of the slugs take off to find more mouths. Back at the Strutmeyer farm... This is where I wrote, oh, great, a teen in the bath. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Mm. Everybody's getting ready for bed. The twin girls are reading Goosebumps. They sure are. Before bed. I think that's so precious. Kylie is in the bath with her headphones in when one of these slugs starts approaching her. Mm -hmm. It literally crawls into the tub with her. Mm -hmm. She notices, thank God. Yeah, no, she catches it just in time as it jumps into her mouth. It's about halfway in her mouth. She starts seeing all these fucked up flashes of these aliens propagating and taking over planets. And, like, you're like, what, what, what the hell? I saw... His thoughts. I saw what they're planning to do. They're like locusts. <laughs> First of all, great Bill Pullman impression. Very Thomas Whitmore. Yeah, no, it's very Independence Day. What is it you want us to do? Die. She manages to pull that thing out of her mouth and hit it with a curling iron before it can do her any more harm. The curling iron. Oh, you don't like that. Ah! <laughs> Because she smashes it and it's hot, so it like... Yeah, it starts squealing! Oh. And it burns and jelly oozes out! She comes running out of the bathroom screaming for her family, but it's too late. Everybody's already been taken over by worms. So she crawls into the truck, right? Yeah, she goes. She runs out of the house, gets in the truck, and locks all the doors. And we cut away from that. Yeah. It looks like she's going to be eaten. You have Starla checking on all the people who swallowed slugs. Yeah, they're kind of passed out on the ground. This is where the concept of McReady comes from. Officer Margaret goes, are they alive? And she goes, she just kind of nods yes. And she goes, praise Jesus. And Mayor McReady goes, praise Jesus? That's fucking pushing it. This shit's about as far from God as shit can get. Either you ever seen anything like that? You ever heard of anything like that? Me neither. And I watch Animal Planet all the fucking time. And I watch Animal Planet all the fucking time. That is where McReady comes from. Because again, we didn't explain this when we introduced his character. His name is McCready, but the way it's spelled, it looks like his name is literally McReady. Yeah. McReady. The first time I ever saw this movie, 
and he reacted that way to what she said. I was like, this character has the most appropriate reactions to horrible stuff in horror movies that I've ever seen. And he'll and this is not his last one. He'll have some great ones. So they haul all of the other deputies' buddies out of the barn, right? Well, then the deputies become a little more animated. Yeah, Starla's all by herself with the bodies when all of the sudden Wally comes too, but he's not Wally anymore. And he starts talking like Grant. Hey there, sugar plum. Y'all just take a step back now, all right? There you go, sugar plum. Why are you choosing camps for you here, both, both sides, sides of, of the story. story? Why are you talking like Grant? Because I am Grant. I'm your husband. It's becoming apparent that all of these people who are infected with the space worms share a consciousness. Yep, they're all Grant. (laughs) (laughs) The infected are all talking to Starla at once, telling her to put the gun down. Get away from her! I am going to shoot you, I swear to God! You ain't going to shoot me, Starla. I told you, you always needed me to put... Thank you! You freaking sure I got the balls to- And she blows his head off! And then the slug climbs out of his brain. Christ on a cross. Ooh, and it wriggles away! Yeah. Oh, God! We got zombies, aliens, blobs. Well, Starla's out of ammo. Yeah. So they have no choice but to hightail Drop it. Drop the gun and run. Yeah. We cut back to the Strutmeyer house where the family's trying to break into the pickup truck where Kylie's hiding. Just as her infected dad is about to bust the windshield, Bill walks up on the farm and Kylie runs to him and says, they're not my parents. Yeah, <laughs> whatever those are, they, they ain't my family. Please take me with you. Oh my God, the little girls. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so terrifying. Kylie, this is your last chance oh i can't take it i can't handle it so bill escorts kylie away quickly (laughs) yeah very very quickly they get into the police cruiser (laughs) my easygoing nature is being severely tested (laughs) (laughs) says bill (laughs) that moment makes me think of you (laughs) my easygoing nature is being severely tested And it's about this time that Starla and the mayor come running out of the woods across the road. They were the only people at the barn not infected yet. Yeah. Like, the the parasites got to everybody else. Let's not forget that they can spew this green glob that, I don't know, blows you up. Yeah, that's how Margaret met her end. Yeah. Like, one of the zombies spit some green acid on her and she just started to blow up like a toad. Starla and the mare are the only ones left from the barn. Kind of like the clover critters in Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Another good alien movie. We'll do that. Yeah, let's do let's do Cloverfield. We'll do sometime. that. They're being chased by the infected deputies. Here's where I wrote, Starla has had e enough (laughs) because bill hits one of these zombies with his police cruiser and starla picks up a fallen stop sign with a jagged metal end and she slams that stop sign down in this zombie's throat (laughs) bill's just watching the whole thing happen from his windshield and she is really getting it (laughs) mcready goes bitch is hardcore in the car in the car is hardcore. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Starla has had enough. Starla. And like she hops, they both hop in the police car with Kylie and Bill. 
Yeah. And, and then they're off. And all of the zombie, wormy people are like, Starla. Starla. Stella. Exactly. And- <laughs> so we're whisking away. McReady gets into the cooler that's in the back. And he he's ruffling around it. And he goes, where is the Mr. Pib? I told your secretary to pack Mr. Pib. It's the only Coke I like. Goddamn Brenda exploding like a water balloon. The worms driving my friends around like they're goddamn skin cars. People are spitting acid at me, turning into cottage cheese, and now there's no fucking goddamn Mr. Pib. Jesus Christ, Jack, let me get right on it. Where the fuck is the Mr. Pib? It's the only Coke I like. Because every every soda is Coke. Yeah, every in the South. Yeah, every soda. When is they Coke. say you go to like say you were to go to a Cracker Barrel and say I want a Coke, they would go, What kind of Coke? And you go, mm, a Sprite. Really? Yeah. Do they really do Because it's all Coke. Oh, my God. In the South, it's Coke. In the Midwest, it's pop. And everywhere else, it's soda. Charming. <sighs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. That's that's my second favorite McReady freak out. This is also where Kylie provides to them the um, flash of clairvoyance she had concerning the alien civilization. Yeah, she's just casually mentioning that she was able to see into the hive mind. He goes from place to place. Worlds. Planets killing him. Some he gets pregnant. Others he just takes over with his worms. And the rest he eats. Till they're gone. Bill's trying to radio into Shelby, who's been conspicuously absent for most of this action. And she finally answers the phone. Unfortunately, Shelby gets taken by the worms. Yes. And like, as she, as Bill's radioing back with her to check on the phone... Shelby, did you get the CDC for me? We're at the city limits. Welcome back. Killer. Got a little surprise for the lot of you. Just right around the corner. (laughs) The cruiser gets T-boned by some wormheads who suddenly know how to drive. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, I guess if Grant knew how to drive, then they would know how to drive, right? We should also mention that everyone in this town is being zombified oh, yeah. by these worms. It's spreading really quickly. <laughs> when Bill comes to, he's pinned under a sign that says, Jesus saves. Yep. <laughs> Did you love that? I laughed out loud. This is where I wrote, I have fallen for Nathan Fillion. Yeah? He has saved this young girl twice. Yeah. And he... is trying to keep her calm through all of this absolute fuckery. The Wormheads grab both McCready and Starla and drag them out of the back of the police cruiser. They get taken to um, the house. They get taken to um, Car- uh, Carl. His name's Carl. They get taken to Grant's house, but we'll see that shortly. So Bill decides that an efficient way to fight the worms is by taking Grant down, since he's the center of the whole hive mind. If we upload a virus into that mothership, it's going <laughs> to filter down into all the smaller ships below. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, it's, it's every alien movie ends one of three ways. Would you like to explain? Yeah, it, either it alien movies either end with the aliens taking off for no goddamn reason. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. movie is that that they just nope out? Signs. Yeah, that's signs. They just leave for whatever reason. Maybe it was disease. I can't remember. It was God. It was God. Yeah, we're supposed to think from signs it was God. All right. Number two. The aliens' immune systems are not accustomed to the germs of planet Earth. War of the Worlds. Yeah. 
the Tom Cruise one. Mm-hmm. Do you like the Tom Cruise one? I do. It is very, it should be called Running Away from Aliens for two hours, but. <laughs> With Dakota Fanning. But like, if you've ever read H.G. Wells's novel from 1898, yeah. mind you. Yeah. Can you imagine writing that in 1898? That's crazy. That's fathoming, that's fathoming things. Like way before. Exactly. You know, that kind of, he, the whole thing with the tripods and more of the worlds, the Tom Cruise version, the Spielberg version, that's in the book. Yeah, I know. From 1898. And I'm like, oh my God. And, but then there's the third way. The third way the alien movies always end <laughs> mm-hmm. is that they're, the humans find some womp rat sized hole, some womp rat sized weakness in the aliens' defenses that they can use to cause a chain reaction and pretty much solve the problem all at once. Independence Day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember what movie it was. I think you went to see something called Battlefield, which had Sheen Bean in it. Sean Bean. Battlefield Los Angeles. Battlefield Los Angeles. And I was like, you're going to see that? And I explained to you what I just said, how the three different ways that alien movies end. And how did it end, Ross? Eat a dick, Carrie. (laughs) Which number did it end? It it ended with you eating a dick. (laughs) Yes, they found some sort of mechanical flaw in their ships. I'm not saying I'm a writer. I'm saying I watch alien movies. I know, I know. All right. Um, So we're going to get back into the police station and get the grenade. Yeah, remember Chekhov's grenade? Yeah. It's about time to pull that pin. You know, Bill's plan is to throw the grenade at Grant. He believes that if he destroys Grant, then all the other slugs will die, too. He's going to filter down at all those little ships below. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you very much, Dr. Goldblum. (laughs) He's creeping through the police station. It's so dark. All of the sudden... Zombie deer! Zombie deer! (laughs) James Gunn says he hated this scene because he thinks the deer looks like a Muppet. It does. It does! The wormy deer tries to attack him, bites him. I thought something would happen to him if he got bit. No, I think you have to be infected by a worm. A wereworm. A wereworm! (laughs) It's an Alaskan bullworm! Gavin said the same thing. He was like, I love how dark this scene is. Mm -hmm. You can't see how bad the deer looks. (laughs) Hey, motherfucker. Kylie for the save. Yeah. She she picks up a fire extinguisher and clubs the deer to death with it, and they're off out of the police station. You have expect Shelby to turn up in that scene. She does not. Yeah, I know. She's just gone. She wandered away to look for more meat, I guess. I guess. They're all insatiable. Meat. Meat. The Wormheads take Starla back to her house. They clean her up. I know. Is that not the... They shower her. They brush her hair. They put her in a nice new linen. Like a little white slip. I'm like, who's still wearing slips? It's like she's about to be deflowered. I know. And I'm like, ah! And uh, guess what's playing? You're every woman in the world to me. She creeps downstairs. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, he's big. He's ugly. And you know what's new? (laughs) What's new? People have begun to morph into him, the zombies. They've begun to join his body. All you have to do is lay down and get sucked up. Oh, it's bad. (laughs) I think this is one of those 18-hour makeup days. You try to kill me and run off with party. Just wanna fuck him now because he's so good. I'll keep growing till I'm everywhere. Till I'm all that is. 
man. Like, <laughs> we cut away from that horror just for a hot second. We got to check in with Mayor McCready. He's, he's impregnated. Yeah, he's in their basement to start with. Mm-hmm. And he starts running from the zombies. And I love it because this one zombie's chasing him up the stairs and he, she's yelling, don't judge me, you goddamn Republican. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> in South Carolina? Really? And he gets to the top of the stairs, and yeah, you're right. He meets with a pair of tentacles, and he gets impregnated. And he starts eating his own meat. Yeah, he... Well, does. you know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, Mayor McCready. You know, even though Grant's, like, kind of a pile of bubblegum at this point, she is still trying to put on the charm, because that's the only way she's going to get out of this situation. I mean, he's kind of receptive to it. I know, because, like, it's weird. It's like... It's like, I know there's still some Grant in there. You've been alone so long, I can't even imagine, I bet. You don't have to be alone anymore. Because you and I, we could be together. Grant! Can you please read my last few notes? Can I please read your last few notes? This note says, I am unbelievably mad at you for putting me through this, Carrie Ann. This was an absolute worst. This film is stupid, and now you owe me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm so sorry. I know what I've done to you this week. (laughs) And if it's any consolation, it's all uphill from here. You're right. (laughs) The rest of the month. Let's let's bring her home. All right. So Starla's trying to turn on the charm. Yeah. Before she came downstairs, she armed herself with this really pointy metal hairbrush. And she's, yeah. Yeah, she's put it in her underwear so he can't see it. She's getting closer and closer to him. She's like, you don't have to be alone anymore. Uh-huh. And this is where she takes her shot. She stabs him and the noise he makes... I'm here for you. He gets pissed off. He starts throwing her around. And this is where he he really knocks the wind out of her a couple of times. He throws her into multiple hard objects. And I was like, this bitch is hardcore. She's taking it like a pro. Bill Bill finally comes into the house, and before they can get to Grant, McCready, like, crawls in front of him. He's like, kill me, party. And he does, without a skipping a beat, he shoots his head through. That's the end of Mayor McReady. Yeah. Oh, boy, guys. It's been great. Goodbye, Jack. Yeah. Bill comes in with the grenade, and he pulls the pin. But Gr- <laughs> Sorry, this made me so mad. Grant smacks it out of his hand. It flies through the window and lands in the pool. And explodes in the pool. So that's off the table. There goes that idea. This is where Grant decides he's going to impregnate Bill. Wouldn't you? Well, yeah. It's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's gross. I was going to say, Grant's had a hard-on for... No, but that's not what I mean. I mean, he does begin to impregnate him. Yeah, he does. But he takes one of those tentacles, takes one of his spiky penis tubes, and like when he came through the window, the propane tank came off of the grill. Yeah. And it's spewing everywhere, so he sticks that tentacle into the propane tank. <laughs> And that alien starts filling up with protein. Pro- ah! <laughs> you can't even talk. Starts filling up with propane. He tosses Starla a gun and yells, shoot him! 
I'm glad Starla got to fire the kill shot. The only thing is this house should have gone up. Uh, no, I know. The, the whole house should have been engulfed in flames. Yeah. But instead, we kind of get this uh, galaxy quest type explosion. Mm-hmm. You know that scene where the lizard pig explodes? It's similar. It's very carry. Ew. Yeah. All the blood and all viscera. Th- all the blood and viscera. Oh, God. Bill turns out to be fine, Mm -hmm. because according to Kylie, you need both of the tentacles in your abdomen to actually get pregnant. When he opens up that wound and all that white stuff falls out. Oh, do you die? That was too explicit, because I know what that's supposed to mean. One is for the eggs, and one is for the sperm. You're so right! You said the same thing! Yeah, that's why there's two tentacles involved. And, um... The, meanwhile, there's this legion of zombie aliens like rushing towards the house. And when he blows up, they all just fall down. I was like, these people are all dead now. Yeah. This whole town is dead. Like Starla, Kyla, and Bill are the only ones left. Yeah. Everyone is dead. They step out of the house. And, you know, everybody's a little traumatized and banged up, but we're alive. And they step out onto the front lawn and they see all the bodies laying there. And Starla says... Bet you regret not running off with me to Hollywood now, eh, Bill? Oh, hell, Starla. I always regretted that. Don't lie, you loved that. No. (laughs) No, you didn't? Yes. (laughs) And so the credits start rolling? Yeah. And they just start, he's like, oh, we take the 10 all the way to Fuxville. (laughs) There's a hospital there. Yeah. And they just start limping off in the distance. How are they going to explain this? I don't know, man. I don't know how they're going to explain any of this to anybody, but it doesn't really matter. That's the beauty of ending a movie like this right here, is that you don't have to justify any of that. I love the song that's playing over the credits. I'm going to give this movie one bout of praise. All right, let's hear it. It's funny. For all of its crimes, express visual assault. (laughs) For all of that, it still makes me laugh. What is your favorite hilarious? What is your favorite? I mean, it's definitely McGready. Yeah. It's it's definitely McGready and all of his all of McGready's lines are just great. But Elizabeth Banks is also stupid funny. She is. Like without even like and she's not even trying to be. <laughs> like like it's just she's great to have in any comedy. And Nathan Fillion was even funny. I thought Nathan Fillion was going to be like a bore, but like He's a handsome boy. Yeah, and I fell I fell in love with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Maybe one day when we figure out how to do TV, we'll do Firefly. 90s Nathan Fillion is way cuter. Yeah, he <laughs> is. And you know what? Firefly is so short because it got canceled before its time. Another crime. It, honestly. Another crime. Poor Nathan Fillion. As far as what this film means to millennials, oh God, I think it's a gigantic warning shot. <laughs> oh, no. What do you mean by that? It just means be careful what you watch. Because <laughs> it might traumatize yeah, you for it, life? it might traumatize you. Oh my god. It just might. Oh my god. People are going to think you actually hate me. I don't hate you, Carrie Ann. It's just, we're going to have to settle this in court. I put you through some gross shit. You're going to put me through some truly boring shit in September, so. Okay. <laughs> Insult me. That is insult to injury. All right. That's the way you want to be. I love you so much. My solicitors will contact yours. (laughs) 
solicitor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm being dramatic, but this film really is super fucking gross. <laughs> I don't blame you. It makes me so angrily uncomfy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This was a crime. <laughs> and it's not even your fault, Carrie. It's James Guns. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I said, guys, there's no grand extrapolation here. This is just fun. If Yeah, if you were expecting to learn something this week, sorry. I, I guess the only thing really to learn is uh, don't put things. Hey, now, don't put things in your belly button. <laughs> oh, I can't Don't breathe. accept any tentacles in your belly button. Yeah, no. That's what you should take away. Just say no Just... to tentacle intercourse. What the fuck? <laughs> Just say no to tentacle intercourse. So, since it's birthday month, happy birthday month to Carrie Ann. Your birthday is officially August the 14th, so that'll be coming up next week, won't it? Yeah. She's going to make it to the big, can I say? Yeah, you can say. She's going to make it to the big 2-8, guys. God, I'm almost 30. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 28. (laughs) (laughs) I I do feel 28. Guys, she did not join the 27 Club. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I'm still here. There's still time, but please don't die between now and the 14th. I love you so much. I promise, I won't. Even after all of that. Even after you putting me through that entire thing. Thank you very much. That's a very sweet sentiment. Absolutely. But since, you know, it's birthday month, we get Carrie Ann gets to choose all of our selections in the month of August. So, Carrie Ann, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're doing next? I would like to think that, that this choice is making up for this week. It, no, no, definitely. Oh, it so will. It's, it's a gift to myself, but it's also a gift to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy birthday, us. Happy birthday, us. <laughs> so next week, folks, we are going to be talking about Arguably my favorite movie. Next week, we will be covering Steven Spielberg's 1991 classic, Hook. Guys, this has been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing Hook for a minute, haven't we? Yeah, we sure have. And guys, if you like Hook just as much as we do, you're going to want to listen. We've loved this movie literally our whole lives. This is my favorite Robin Williams movie. It's very dear to my heart. I'm going to cry. I just need you to know that. I'm probably going to cry several times. How many Robin Williams movies does this make it? For goodness sake, we did Mrs. Doubtfire. We did The Birdcage. He's in Tu Wong Fu for half a second. Jumanji. Jumanji. This may be our fifth Robin Williams flick in a year. Is this our first Spielberg film? I think so. Yeah. I think so. All right. So in the meantime, folks, go check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. Go ahead and write the show. Tell us what you'd like to see in the coming months at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an Ann, not an ampersand, and I'd really like it if you guys would help me out in my lawsuit against Carrie Ann. <laughs> so please send me information. It's Kicking and Streaming Podcast with an Ann, not an ampersand. <laughs> we love you. This is just extra fodder for my suit. <laughs> we love you so much. I'm sure you do. I forgive you, Carrie. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. And we still have to settle it civilly. <laughs> 
Please, folks, please remember, we want you to support our fellow creators. We also want you to support our creators of color, our trans creators, our LGBTQIA creators. We want to hear those voices. We want to see those spread. We want to see those voices being heard. So I'm going to have some new podcasts to recommend in the show notes this week. Also, per usual, you're going to find Black Lives Matter resources and bail bonds links. More gross content coming to you from kicking and streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry mom. mom. Now apologize to me. <laughs> sorry, Ross. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you. Oh. I'll see you in court. <laughs>